Hey friends, did you know that Azure Database for Postgres is not only one of the most popular services, but you can also use the flexible server option free for 12 months. Claire Giordano is here to show me how much easier and cheaper it is to get started with Postgres on Azure, including the hyperscale Citus option for massive horizontal scale today on Azure Friday. Hey friends, I'm Scott Hansman and it's Azure Friday. I'm gonna learn all about Postgres today. Hi, Claire. Hey, Scott, thank you so much for having me. I am super excited. I'm glad, uh, I, I'm gonna learn all about Postgres. I know that my I have friends that are huge fans and being able to have a managed database in Azure that I don't have to really think about where I get all the benefits of the database that I love without any of the hassle of having to deal with it. Well, um, people who want to use Postgres as a managed service in the cloud, so they can basically outsource all of the work involved, right? From backups to HA to upgrades, security, monitoring. Um, obviously, they have um, benefited from the fact that Postgres is now available as a service and has been for a few years now. Um, and it, the Azure database for Postgres service keeps getting better and better. So I know we're here to talk about um, how much easier it is to get started with it. Um, but I just want to highlight a couple of things um, that I think people might not know, um, which is that Azure is the only place where you can start on a single Postgres node and scale out. And that's thanks to Hyperscale Citus that you mentioned a few moments ago in the intro. Um, and there's also our new flexible server option, um, which rolled out in preview in 2020. That actually, you did an Azure Friday interview about that already, right? With Sunil Kamath? We did. Okay, so people can learn more about everything that's involved there. But um, in addition to that, um, you can also use Postgres Hyperscale Citus with Azure Arc, um, if you and that uses Kubernetes um, for on-premises and multi-cloud and edge environments. Um, so we're our team in engineering has actually been working really hard doing a lot of things. And then Postgres 13 is now supported in both Flexible Server and Hyperscale Citus for our Postgres service. Um, and then have you heard about Citus 10 at all? I have not. Okay, so it's the latest open source release. So Hyperscale Citus uses the Citus 10 um, open source extension to Postgres under the covers. And uh, Citus 10 was released just a few months ago in March, and it's got all sorts of new capabilities and superpowers that engineers are super excited about as are our users, um, both on the open source side and on the Azure side. So there's, there's been a lot happening, um, but we're here to talk about how much easier it is to get started today, right? Yep, let's do it. Okay, so um, what I'd like to do is jump in and just show you a few things and do a bit of a demo. So I'm gonna cut over to my browser. All right. Okay, so I am showing the Azure free account page here. You guys can see that, right? And um, not yet, but later in June, on June 15th, um, Azure Database for Postgres Flexible Server is going to show up on this page. And there's a 12-month offer in which you can use it um, for free. We already published the announcement with all the details, but basically, um, there's a monthly limit of like 750 hours and 32 gigs of storage. Um, but this free offer will make it so much easier for people to try out Flexible Server. Um, so the team is is super excited about that. And we rolled out this news um, just a few weeks ago during the build timeframe. And um, if you don't have any questions about that, um, I'll switch gears and move over into the Azure portal. And I wanna show you on the Hyperscale side aside, um, some of the things that we've been doing to make it even easier to get started there too. 
Sounds good. All right. So right now I am showing the Microsoft Azure portal and I've already started to provision Azure database for Postgres. And when you do that, um, you have four choices of deployment options. And here in the lower left um, is the hyperscale Citus um, server group. So I'm going to go ahead and, and just to define things, um, hyperscale Citus is uses the Citus open source extension, and it's what enables you to scale out Postgres horizontally. Um, and you can do that in the context of our managed service. So if I click create, and I go in here, and this is the page where you would select your subscription and your resource group, and you would even name um, the server group that you're gonna be creating. But the other thing that you can do um, is you can enable these preview features. Um, and so what I'm about to show you with Hyperscale Citus is currently in preview at the time that we're doing this recording. And so I'm gonna click enable preview features and I'm not gonna bother to name things um, for this demo, but I am gonna then click configure server group. And I'll take you to the compute and storage provisioning screen um, in the portal. And here you'll see, if you're familiar with Hyperscale Citus, this will look a little bit different to you because you, the basic and the standard um, radio buttons are new. These, these were not there previously. And um, what the basic tier is, is it's basically enabling you to shard Postgres on a single node. And so even if you think Citus means a cluster, Citus means multiple nodes, and while historically that's been true, um, we have now made it possible to shard Postgres on a single node. And there's a bunch of interesting, maybe not so obvious benefits to doing that. Um, one benefit is, of course, the price. Um, so in the right-hand column, you can see that um, a, the starting uh, instance size for basic tier, which has two V cores, um, it costs about $200 a month, which, which adds up to about 27 cents an hour in US dollars. And I think these are, this is East US pricing here that's showing on the screen. Um, and so it's just so much more affordable to kick the tires. I mean, you can, for just two to $3 for a day as a developer, you can, you can try it out um, and put it through its paces and just kind of try to understand how those concepts would work um, in your um, situation with your own data. Um, so that is, I think, just wonderful. People have been asking for a dev plan for Hyperscale Citus and, and now they, they have one. Um, but, even more, you can use the basic tier, you can use um, single node um, in, in production, right? You can run a smaller workload on basic tier and you'll get the benefits of sharding. And so, um, yes, there'll be some overhead for the distributed query planning operations and things like that, that Hyperscale Citus has to do. But um, if you have a multi-shard query, it'll get parallelized over all the cores that are available to you um, in your single node. Uh, so that means you'd never have to worry about migrating to some distributed database in the future as your application grows, as your workload grows. Um, so taking that worry away, taking away that future migration cost is, is I think, pretty darn powerful. And that also means that if someone's using a dev or you know a basic uh, smaller uh, node, that single node, they're still using Citus. So that's the real Citus open source release, which means that they're gonna get other features like columnar compression and other things that come with Citus, is that correct? That's correct. Columnar compression came out in the Citus 10 release. And um, these Citus 10 is one of these preview features that I'm 
that I checked that box for just a few moments ago. And so, yeah, you can use columnar compression on basic tear um, on hyperscalcitis. And so that's pretty powerful too, because with columnar compression, obviously you're using less disc. Um, you can reduce your IOPS, um, it, which can in turn speed up performance. You can skip those columns that you're not using yet. There's, there's a boatload of benefits there. And we have some great blog posts and even a great video demo on the Microsoft Developer Channel all about um, using columnar compression with Citus. Cool. Um, the other thing, when you when you get to that point in the future and you need to add nodes, it's it's as simple as going back in and modifying your configuration, switching to the standard tier. And the minimum cluster size on standard tier is what it's always been. It's two worker nodes and the one coordinator node. Um, and you could add more nodes than that as well. And then you just need to rebalance your data. Um, across um, the nodes, because obviously the new nodes are going to be empty. And so you need to rebalance things to optimize for performance. Um, and that's fairly easy. And that's all doable um, within the Azure portal as well. Um, and it's a no downtime operation. And then you're off to the races. I like no downtime. We all like no downtime. <laughs> all right. So um, that was kind of the second thing I wanted to show you, basic tier and hyperscalcitis, because um, I think it opens lots of doors to, to getting started. Um, now I want to switch over to, um, let's see, I want to switch over to my terminal window. Okay, but before we go to the terminal, I quickly want to show you where I'm going to be getting the instructions and the SQL commands that I'm going to be using in the terminal window. Um, this is the Citus open source GitHub repo. Um, you can get to it at aka.ms slash Citus, um, but it's on GitHub, obviously. And it has a wonderfully well-written readme that explains a lot of the concepts um, that you as a user would need to understand. Um, and it also has a good getting started section. And so uh, what I'm gonna be doing is just showing you guys how easy it is to run Citus on a single node with a single Docker run command um, and, and to start exploring the concepts and um, learning about Citus. So now it, let me cut over to my terminal. If I may, it is pretty extraordinary just to think about the idea that it's it considers itself an extension. It's called the Citus extension in the hyperscale Citus deployment option. And the idea that you can go and have a Postgres in a tiny Docker container, and then you can go and scale out to 100 terabytes. The, the kind of virtual slider bar of what Postgres can do in the cloud is pretty extraordinary. Um, and not everybody knows what an extension is, so it's probably worth pointing out that it, that means that Citus and hyperscale Citus, it's not a fork. It's not some kind of proprietary thing that gets out of out of date after a while. It, you layer Citus um, on top of Postgres. So you're still using Postgres um, when you're using the Citus open source extension. And obviously, hyperscale Citus is fully integrated into our Postgres service as well. Yeah, that's a good reminder, and actually a good reminder to basically almost all the open source services as a service that happen in Azure. They're all the real open source things. It's not Azure custom fork of Postgres, it's Postgres. And that's one of the great things that we like about open source on, on Azure. Absolutely. Okay, so now I'm going to cut over to my terminal window. All right, so here we are. And um, just a basic terminal window. And what I'm going to do is run that single Docker run command um, and show you just how easy it is to start interacting with Citus. And so that's it. And I got this command from that getting started section on the Citus um, in the readme and the GitHub repo. And so there we are. My container ID is right there. It's a big long gobbledygook of a number. And um, 
I think at this point, what I want to do is just, you can check and see like what version of Citus I'm running. So, but first, actually, let me go into psql. So psql is one of the most popular kind of command line ways that people interact with their Postgres databases. So what I'm going to do is open up psql within the Docker container. Okay, so now you saw the, the, the prompt change in the shell. So it now says Postgres, which is kind of the way, the way psql always presents itself. And here I am. And um, let's go ahead and take a look at what version of Citus is running. Um, there, so Citus 10.0.3. So I am in this example running all the latest and greatest um, Citus 10 features um, are available to me here. And now what I wanna do is I'll just do a few basic things like creating a table at, and then I'll show you how to create a distributed table. Um, and uh, then we can maybe run an explain plan. So, and I hope my keyboard is not too loud for y'all. Um, so here I'm just gonna create a table called the events table. And it's got a bunch of fields like you would normally expect to see. Um, most, most data that you see in relational databases these days has a timestamp, right? Especially when it's events oriented. So um, there's time here, every event has an ID. Um, there's some JSON data associated with it. That's one of the things Postgres has been good at for ages and eons, it seems, is um, handling JSON and JSONB data. Um, and so I'm gonna go ahead and hit return. And there I've created the table. And then to create a distributed table, which in this, you know, in the case of a multi-node cluster, that would be sharding your data and distributing it across all the nodes in the cluster. But in this case, remember, I'm running Citus on a single node um, in this Docker container. And so um, I'm gonna go ahead. I do have a sharding question. Sure. When I when I think of sharding, and forgive me if I'm getting this wrong, you know, I always think of the yellow pages because I'm old and I think of A through L and M through Z and how sometimes you would get two yellow pages and you would shard based on state or name or whatever. But what what here makes the decision about how to shard data? Well, um, we use we'll hash the data and distribute it and will also give you the ability to um, co-locate data that might be related. So the most important decision that people make, um, one of the parameters that I'm actually putting into this create distributed table command um, is, is the device ID in this case, which is the um, field, um, the column that I, that I'm distributing on. And so people have to make a decision as to what makes the most sense in terms of how the data gets distributed, how it gets sliced and diced and sharded across those nodes. Um, and usually that involves understanding um, what kinds of data tend to be queried together, what kind of joins you might wanna do. Did I answer your question? You did. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go ahead. Um, that that decision, though, about your distribution column is really important. We have a whole bunch of docs pages on that and guidance and advice about what to do. But in this case, there's no data, right? I'm just starting to interact with the concepts at this point. I haven't uploaded any data. So this is just, um, you know, kind of structuring the data model, if you will. So I've gone ahead and executed that create distributed table, which is a Citus function. And, um, and that's done. And now what I wanted to do is um, just run a simple explain plan. Um, and to show you, and I'll just do something simple like a count star um, and show you kind of what would happen. So, oops, I ran it too fast. I ran it with verbose on, which I really didn't want to do because that adds a lot of noise. So let me run it again. 
and I'll take the verbose on. Um, I'll take that off. Okay. I did this twice. Here we go. Let's try it again. Oh boy. Okay. I need to back up here. And I'm still going to back up and I'm going to turn off verbose on. Sorry about that, guys. But that's how you know this is not perfect. It happens, happens to the best of us. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so an explain plan is super awesome because it it's your way of asking um, Postgres, how would you execute this query? What are you going to do? And um, if you were to run this explain plan on a single Postgres node without any Citus involvement, there would actually be many fewer rows of output here because it would just be a simple, you know, count star. But in this case, um, the Citus, you could see that Citus is involved because our adaptive executor is showing up in the output. And you can also detect that um, the, the query is being split into 32 tasks. And that's because we've sharded the data. And so that just shows you that um, we can parallelize, right, across the cores, um, across these 32 different threads. And the details on the tasks are only being shown for one of the 32 tasks um, in this output right here. Um, and so I just wanted to show you this to show you that it's real and how easy it is to get started and roll up your sleeves. And there's a lot more instructions and kind of guidance and um, code samples and things you can do um, on that GitHub repo if you want yeah, to explore. It, like it, it goes out of its way to make sure that nothing is hidden from you. And then even though you are in the cloud, which some people might think uh, implicitly says things are going to be hidden from you, it's real open source and it's going to be in the cloud, which means it's managed but managed and hidden are not the same thing is what I'm hearing you say. It's um, one of the things that I like is when you use Citus open source um, and you're a hyperscale Citus user, um, the open source extension gives you a way to kind of have that functional parity on your local desktop. Um, so you can be testing things locally um, and, you know, in addition to using the cloud for your pre-production. Workflows. Very cool. Very cool. Um, okay, so I think that is mostly it. There's one thing I want to show you guys, just because it's kind of fun. So I'm going to cut back over to the browser again. Okay, here we are. I just want to show you that um, there is a website, um, citusdata.com, where you can access all the Citus open source docs. So there's a docs tab in the upper right, and um, our we put our release graphics typically on the banner. So like any good open source project, we have. Um, a mascot, which is the Elicorn, actually. It's the label on this release graphic. And uh, I just thought it was a fun note to end on. Do you know what Citus means? Oh, um, I think we took it from the Latin phrase, Sidious Altius Fortius, but I was not part of the founding team. Um, the Citus was founded back in 2011, I think. Um, and I joined in around 2017 before the acquisition. Uh, so, but we have a whole blog post dedicated to it. I could probably dig it up. We could put it into the show notes if you wanted. No, that'd be, that would be actually very interesting. I think it would be fun to put that into the show notes. Very um, cool. Thank you so much for having me. I hope this is useful. I want more people to know how much easier it is to get started with Azure Database for Postgres. Um, and I think if you've been wanting to use Flexible Server, um, then obviously a new free tier for 12 months is pretty awesome. And um, if you've been looking for a dev plan for Hyperscale Citus, then the new basic tier checks that box. Um, but it's about more than just a dev plan, right? You can actually start 
and use a distributed data model, use hyperscale situs on a single node with basic tier from the very beginning and just never have to face that cost of doing a migration in the future. And I think that's pretty powerful. Um, one of our really big customers who has a massive multi petabyte um, database um, that he runs with Citus and Postgres, he is famous for saying that distributed Postgres is a game changer, although he's not the only one to say that. Um, but what I think is so cool now is distributed Postgres is now available to you um, from the very beginning on hyperscale Citus. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. I am learning all how it is easier and cheaper to get started with Azure Database for Postgres and Hyperscale Citus today on Azure Friday. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Azure Friday. Now I need you to like it, comment on it, tell your friends, retweet it, watch more Azure Friday.